we don't know anything. I'm only at this point, um, like it just fulfills all of my super base desires, which is like all of the men in this show are attractive. They are. I know. It's all about eye candy. So it's mm-hmm. like, cool. Are you going to give me a story too? <laughs> also nice. <laughs> I, I can't I, be surprised. I, yeah, I was actually, that was something that I was like, I was thinking about after. I was like, oh man, it's going to be tough to concentrate because you got Sebastian Stan, you got mm. Anthony Mackie, and you got mm. Daniel freaking Brule. Ooh. Right. Ugh. Yeah. Just like international treasure. <laughs> yeah. Well, two of them actually. Sebastian Stan is is from Romania. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, he's, he, I think he lived most of his life in America, but he is technically European. Well, shoot. I love Who it. Who knew that? Yeah. yeah. She's a research queen. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> okay, cool. Speak. Oh, speaking of queens, are you caught up on UK and regular? Y- yes, and I am gagged by both. I, <laughs> um, I, I really thought Ellie Diamond should have gone home, first of all. Yeah. Um, which, like, but also, like, so, like, Tace is awesome. She's an awesome mm-hmm. lip syncer. But that was her fourth lip sync, which I was like, ooh, you know, like, I don't think any queen has ever survived four lip syncs. But I was, I, <laughs> I definitely think she should have won the lip sync, but I don't think Taste should win the entire competition just based off her poor track record. You know no. what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was gagged by Denali, though. Oh. <laughs> Going home? I was gagged. I... I had a I had a gut feeling though something was gonna happen to Denali. Like I thought she was super talented, but I'm like, they're sleeping on her a lot, you know? Like, and I I I think the song they chose played to Olivia's strengths. And so I technically think Olivia did a better job at the lip sync. Yeah. But I also think Denali's a better drag queen. Me too. I like yeah. Olivia, but I don't think that, that she should have stayed over Denali. Um Denali, I feel like is just like people were sleeping on her, but she's also oh, yeah. sometimes like sleeping on herself. Maybe a little bit, yeah, yeah. She slept on herself a little bit, as does Utica. <laughs> but I'm I'm glad Utica and Simone came through this week. Um, I almost fucking died when I saw the the Utica look that Simone was wearing. I like <laughs> my skin started to peel back. I was like. <laughs> yeah that was that was great and like even the runway walk that simone was doing and like yeah i i'm telling you simone is yeah. easily top three easily oh, oh yeah and then when freaking utica comes out in the simone look and it's like see bitch see you don't yeah. always have to be pulling faces you're gorgeous she was fierce on that runway oh i was God. i was looking for it yeah, I was. My heart was beating. I felt like a proud mama. It was so, it was so <laughs> fun, and I like um, I like how um, uh the like the black cast was helping to sort of validate after, especially after the whole like Bob Ross Afro thing. Yeah, like yeah. they're like if you if it comes from a place of love, it's not like you're doing Simone's look, the hairstyle. Yeah. yeah, and she's bringing her, she's bringing Utica into her drag. So it's it's like different when like someone's inviting you into that space. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like like Simone was saying, you know, this is okay. You know, mm-hmm. this isn't this isn't appropriation. And so I think that's 
like that's the thing that I think they maybe should have touched on more is like Simone brought Utica into that. It's like, no, come and let me show yeah. you my, you know, my culture and, you know, let me show you my, my drag, you know? Yeah. So I think in that sense, you know, Utica being dressed by Simone is respectful because Simone is the one that is, you know, um, mm -hmm. not calling the shots, but, you know, inviting her into that space. Yeah. And that's what they, that's what is meant by saying like, do the work it's like we re this is the work that is visibly needed to be done before you do stuff um that you can be called out on like if someone clocks your look you can be like well here's the thing here's mm -hmm. the tea sis <clears throat> it's like very visibly not everyone's gonna get like and that's another thing not everyone's gonna get the chance to show the work and the research um yeah. on a television show so this is one of those rare cases where it's like sure go ahead and do it because mm -hmm. the plat the platform that you're on is allowing you to do it in a respectful way but like don't just do it because you think it's okay it is a caricature when you're going out for halloween at a party and it just doesn't yeah. matter it's like if if you even have black friends to ask just don't if you have to ask just don't fucking do it <laughs> yeah that's a that's a good rule of thumb too like if you if you think it might be crossing the line maybe it is you know but i'm i'm yeah. you know without yeah. making it too much about uh utica who is white um mm -hmm. i do think it's it's nice that she you know really you know went to her black cast members and was like yeah let's let's talk this out you know and make sure that it's done respectfully because yeah it's 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 something that could have really gone south but i think everybody did a good job and kind of you know handling it yeah and you know what um i'm one so I'm, I'm not surprised i like i like that they did this this whole like mm -hmm. because they couldn't invite like um men in their family to participate in drag like they couldn't do what they usually do like make over like a youtube celebrity or whatever and they yeah. like made over each other to be their drag sisters i thought it was really fun that they did that but also something that rose said which I I didn't consider when they did this. She's like, I am not going home in Dressed Tina, like Tina Burner. Dressed like Tina Burner, <laughs> not in my drag. And I'm not sure as hell not lip syncing in this. Ooh. And I'm like, dude, that makeup is clockable. No. That was that was a hard boot. Like, yeah. no. I I I don't want to be too critical of, of them because they're all talented, but I don't yeah. think Tina should be there over Denali. Neither should Candy. I think they should have left by now, or yeah. not left by now, but I mean Denali shouldn't have left. Is what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> I I do I 100 agree with you. I I think I don't I can and I can't tell at this point if it's editing or not, or if it really truly is like an attitude issue. But Candy has an attitude. <gasps> oh my God, her in the where they had to send we had to choose who to send home. Her clapback was ridiculous. Yeah. I was like, like, get over it. Everybody has to choose someone. Yeah. And you knew this was coming. <sighs> Eventually, you know that this is part of the competition. Um, and she just like couldn't take. She could she could dish it. Sure. She could always dish it, but she yeah. could never fucking take it. And that's what sort that's... of annoys me a little bit about her. I we said the exact same literally the exact same words. She can dish it, but she can't take it. We said the exact same thing on Friday. Yeah, you and <laughs> yeah, Jason. Yeah, oh. <laughs> that is. Oh, and Wilbur probably thought. Yeah, Wilbur. 
Wilbur always agrees because agreeing gets some treats. So <laughs> it's like that candy muse. I don't like her dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's we give him more of a Midwestern accent actually when he talks. It's dad. Oh yeah, he is a Midwestern yeah. dog. He's a Midwestern pup. He's a so Michigander. He has, yeah. yeah, he's a Michigander. So it's dad. Oh, uh, was he was born in Michigan, right? I don't know, actually. I assume so. Um, Jason didn't get him till Wilbur was seven. So, you know, he's... Oh. Yeah, Wilbur's old. He's almost 11. Um, origins unknown. Origins? I assume he's from Michigan, but I don't know. Just from his accent. Oh, so he's, like, adopted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's been apparently passed around quite a bit. I think we're, like, his fourth or fifth owners. Oh. And he's a great dog. I don't know who would give that dog up. Right? <laughs> he's an he's excellent just... dog. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. But also, he ended up with, like, the best family. <laughs> I know. But he's he's got such, like, separation anxiety problems, too, now, like, abandonment issues. Like, yeah. like he's so used to me being home, because I work from home, that uh-huh. uh, during the summer, I went out on the water for, like, a long day. Like, it was 10 hours. Yeah. And I came home, and there was two big piles of poop on my bed. Like, like you know, like, just abandonment issues. Like, that was acting out completely. Oh so my he, god. He's got some he's got some stuff to work through, yeah. <laughs> Wilbur Marie. Yeah, she's got an attitude sometimes. Okay. Yeah, I find the cats like that too. We've been Oh yeah, we, cats totally. We've been feeding her um I convinced my sister and my brother-in-law to feed her wet food. Mm-hmm. And now um We've been dialing it back because at first we gave her half. At first, they gave her half a can. I was like, guys, that's a lot because she yeah. gets a full bowl of food, just, just gets filled every morning. And then <laughs> um, I, we cut it down to a quarter. And then we noticed um, she was just getting kind of big. I think she's oh, behind yeah. me. She's behind me. Oh, <laughs> I can. Oh, yes, I can. How could I miss her? Yeah, she's just a baby beluga in the deep blue sea. Oh dear. So um, <clears throat> we started. We cut that into another half, and now she just whines all the time on the kitchen floor. Yeah, because she's used to it. Oh yeah, she's she's a she, she talks loud about it too. Anyway, but she still gets it every day between five and six when we have our dinner. So she should know. But it's like <laughs> I don't know if she can tell time or not. Anytime anyone's in the kitchen and it's like an open concept sort of um, living room ki- eating kitchen thing. Um, anytime anyone's in the kitchen, she's just there yelling at somebody, whoever's by the stove. It's funny. Cats. They think they rule the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good. We've been rolling the whole time, right? You've been oh, yeah, at least been on the audio. Yeah. Perfect. Welcome to the full volume podcast. <laughs> My <laughs> name is G.I. Jolie. And as always, I'm joined by... Hey girls, Harvey Brent. And today Ooh. we're <laughs> we're just we're just hanging out at home with you. Um having mm-hmm. a casual Sunday. Uh we were too busy yesterday, both of us. Um yeah. yeah. So and you know what? We're taking like a much needed break. Our brains, our bodies, uh after the whirlwind that was WandaVision. I yeah. Yeah, that was, we, we needed, like, an extra day to de-stress. Also, it's daylight savings. Like, just a lot working against us in our personal lives here. So, mm-hmm. um, we, we come at you with a little bit of a later correspondence. But we're here, and we're ready to unpack theories. We're ready to unpack what we clocked, what we didn't clock. Yeah. Um, 
are we, I, I don't even know, are we discussing the making of feature or do you want this to mostly be about like unpacking WandaVision? How do you yeah. want to? Let's well, let's talk about it because every every um, series will be capped by an episode of what they're calling Assembled on Disney Plus. So we may mm-hmm. as well just go through it. Sure. If you want to start. Well, yeah, I didn't really like I didn't come at it with like a critical mind when I watched it. Um, I yeah, watched it this morning. Um, I just kind of watched it as is and didn't really like dissect it. There's not really anything to, to dissect. Um, <laughs> dissect. It's a weird way of saying it. Um, so I um, yeah it was just kind of I was more interested in some of like you know the behind the scenes magic you know like the fact that they use a lot of practical effects which was super cool in Mm -hmm. the 50s and the 60s I was like okay yeah that's that's neat that and then like kind of just like you know um, you know they're going through all the different decades but also when vision was in black and white I found that really interesting that they actually painted him blue because that was the most did you did you know that like because you you have a kind of an arts background so like is that what like they said that like actors back then would wear blue lipstick yes so they would pick up on the contrast did you know that yes oh okay cool um when we uh when we study black and white photography or whatever um everything is still color underneath even though with the advent of um color film uh yeah it's it's obvious that it's different shades and it's not just like dark blue will pick up uh, or light blue because white and black exist in all colors so mm. it really it really does have to do with the actual color itself because each color has uh different levels of pigmentation in it that create uh. the colors that they are so blue will pick up better than red or it'll pick up like a uh, as a deeper gray or a more rich gray than our gotcha. red does. Even though they're oh. the same sort of uh, value, or s- they seemed to be uh, the same value, because there's more pigment that creates a blue color, it'll pick up, it'll be a little more, full, a little more fuller. I didn't even know, though, that they would have had blue lipstick back in the 50s and 60s. Like, that kind of, like, I thought about that. I was like, would makeup companies be making blue lipstick? It, it was probably hard to find. It was probably in like a special effects kit at that point and it probably oh. was very it was probably produced only for uh film and television in the entertainment industry like so, you wouldn't be able to go to the bay and buy it or something no oh uh, no i don't think so i think they had red oh. dark red black dress red <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and barbie pink <laughs> of course yeah all these highly feminized colors yes yes i mean why would you need any other color like i think chanel only had reds interesting mm, i mean i'm i'm just guessing <laughs> but you're probably not yeah you're probably not far off yeah <laughs> but anyways i i'm yeah so i found that really cool just from like you have more of the arts background so like you you know some of this probably wasn't a surprise to you but i i thought that was really interesting and of course Anytime they bring up Catherine Hahn, <laughs> she's hilarious mm-hmm. and all of her behind the scenes and like her long extended cuts of like her laughing. And yeah, she's great. Um, so, no, it was it was a, you know, informative making of. I didn't realize Elizabeth Olsen went um, to theater school, which was cool. She kind of talked mm-hmm. about that a little bit. And she's like, when am I ever going to use this? And turns out she <laughs> got a really big chance to use this in WandaVision. Yeah. Um, and then I, I think the other thing, too, that I, I kind of picked up on that I like I was like I kind of closed my eyes for a minute and I thought about it was the fact that this was the first Marvel property where 
the majority, almost all of the fight scenes took place in the air, which I was like, oh, I, <laughs> I guess. Like, between Vision, Wanda, Agnes, and White Vision, that they were all in the air. I'm like, I, I guess that makes sense. Like, they, you know, most of them, you know, when you think back to the Avengers films, Captain America, he's he's landlocked, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, um, Black Widow, you know, all these, all these characters are usually landlocked. It's only Wanda that flies. Um, yeah. So I was like, oh, that's kind of cool, actually. This is the first predominantly aerial climax in a Marvel property. Yeah, and I loved seeing, <laughs> I loved seeing them all, like, suspended on harnesses in their costumes, like, fully rigged. Yeah. Um, it was crazy. And then, um, like, how you were saying they did all the magic with, like, practical effects. When, um, in one of the first episodes where she makes dinner and all of the recipe cards are flying around that was yeah. all practical it wasn't special effects it made my heart sing it was yeah. so so awesome well, it felt it felt like such a way to honor that like decade too as well by like actually employing those practical effects so like it, it felt authentic you know what yeah. i mean yeah and the, the one thing that i i also um liked it sort of I, d- I knew that they were doing sitcoms, but I didn't even realize that they were also shooting it sitcoms, sitcom style as well, which means they mm-hmm. brought in a live studio audience. Like I knew they were filming it in front of a live studio audience to get the laughter, but I didn't realize that like they were also dressing the live studio audience in the era clothing and they were watching the show and it, for every single episode up until we get... To the point where the television reality stops and reality reality begins. Like I was like, right. that's crazy. Yeah, I and they didn't. They actually didn't elaborate on that too much. But I noticed yeah. too when they panned to the audience. I was like, oh, those are like there's polka dot dresses and everything. And I was like, that is. They really wanted to sell the atmosphere. Yeah, like they didn't. I feel like yeah, just in case they like flipped around and showed the audience. Like they didn't really need to, but they did. Uh, yeah. They did it anyway, just in case. And I, I really like that that small like attention to detail. It was just so crazy. Um, I also thought it was really funny too. Just then they went through it the, the kind of the way that like we went through everything, just like episode by episode, plot point yeah. by plot point, and mm-hmm. pretty much um, uh, like the one thing that was kind of um that took me back a little bit was their surprise at the reception for WandaVision. Like, they were just, they were all worried that it wouldn't do well. Um, I have a note about the show, which is another thing that I didn't realize, was that uh, this was supposed to be released after Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yes. Yeah, they were gonna, they released, sorry, they were supposed to release Falcon and the Winter Soldier first because it led straight out of the events of civil war um with the two characters i should say not civil war um end game so the two characters mm-hmm. are together um they don't necessarily they aren't necessarily continuing the plot since the plot is technically over but the the two characters are together and it it's sort of like high octane high action i don't want to say high laughs because <laughs> That's just a speculation at this point. Based right. on the trailer, though, maybe high laughs. Low-key I mean, laughs for now. But also, like, high sex appeal. <laughs> yes! Okay. Like, I mean, I wanted to save... the. <laughs> we will save it for the end. 
I want to talk about how good looking that cast is, but we can save it. Yep. <laughs> because we still need to talk about WandaVision. I know. We need to we need to like one thing at a time. We actually need to finish and unpack yeah. WandaVision. <laughs> yeah. Oh so they also another another thing that they didn't like talk too mm. much about was the whole like Evan Peters thing. They were just like, Oh, this happened yeah. and this is how we did this, but they didn't really they didn't they were, ad- address any of the fan stuff. They were very mum on it. Very mum. Like yes. not a mention, not a single mention of the word X-Men. Not a single mention of the word Fox. I thought that was very suspect. I was like, hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. You do own them now. You can say that. Like, it was weird. Yeah. Very, very, very. Um, it was almost like the editing was very careful, too. You could feel you could feel it when it came to that Halloween episode, when when it came time to talk about that Halloween episode, something was l- a little less candid about that stuff. Yeah, the talking I agree. about I, it. I wonder why. Hmm. Could it be? <laughs> and again, uh, I hate to say fan theories, but I, I okay. I will say that they. I liked that they were excited about the inclusion of Evan Peters. Yeah. And I think it's part of it is suspect when they say, well, you know, um, we brought him in because he played a Quicksilver. Not necessarily. They didn't say that, though. Hmm? They didn't even say that. They didn't? Did I hallucinate it? Am I mixing (laughs) this in with something that I watched? They, they didn't even mention that he has previously played Quicksilver. They just said, and we have Evan Peters this time playing Quicksilver. That's all they said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's just, it's crazy. It. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't buy it. I know he's coming back. Um, I feel I don't like, know. I feel like somewhere I, else it was confirmed that he would be, at least um, if there is a Quicksilver to be played, that he has committed to it. To the role of Quicksilver, I I could see it going either way at this point. I remember sending you stuff earlier in the week about like there was some rumors he might appear in uh, the next Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see it going either way. To be honest, I'm I'm not as like charged about it or fired up anymore. But I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe maybe you know he was the missing person that Jimmy Woo was looking for. You know, you yeah. never saw Evan Peters' uh, passport up on the wall of missing persons. Um, no Ralph Boner. Uh, so maybe <laughs> you know. So Fake name, <laughs> but well, yeah, that's that's a witness protection name by someone who's very incompetent in witness protection administration by giving <laughs> the name Ralph Boner. That's not going to draw attention to you at all. Um, but um, so I don't know. I could see it going that way, or I could just you know maybe this is it for for Quicksilver. Who knows? I but I mean again, like Doctor Strange is going to be about the multiverse. That would be the perfect place to explain that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also, it'd be hard to like fit that in without taking away from everything else going on in that movie. Because I'm assuming there's gonna be just a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. What I yeah. What I hope is yeah. My hope is that I don't hope anything. At this point, I've stopped hoping. But <laughs> privately, I dream. <laughs> and in oh, those yeah. dreams, um, Wanda finds Doctor Strange, who knows more about the lore of the Scarlet Witch and he mm-hmm. helps her unlock her powers to bring the boys back. 
Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm 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 assuming that will be a part of of um the next Doctor Strange. It's got to be because yeah. of the stinger, which yeah. we did not talk about last week about <laughs> um you know Wanda you know searching the dark hold for answers and you can hear her kids like shouting for help in the background. That's got to be a plot point going forward. Right. right? So. Yeah. And this kind of this kind of um is attached to like all of this talk about going into Doctor Strange is kind of attached to my one note about fan theories about Mephisto and a bigger evil. Um, and yeah. the showrunner, who is uh, Jack Schaefer, is her name. Mm-hmm. She even said herself in a Vanity Fair interview that she didn't know when asked about Mephisto, she had to ask other people. Ooh. Who Mephisto I was a little shocked to hear that. Yeah, she didn't know completely. I don't doubt that she heard the name. I think maybe that she meant that it needed to be, like the comic book lore had to be explained to her. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe it was taken out of context there. Yeah, hopefully. I hope it was because it was, um, the context of the article, I believe, was like fan theories. Mm. Fan, uh, just the fan theories and... Sorry, the context of the article was uh, toxic masculinity <laughs> in uh, not being sort of a driven, a driving force of the plot of a show like WandaVision, mm-hmm. um, not allowing it to become that way. So like this and this is explaining that away why we uh, why we didn't see Mephisto, why we didn't see Doctor Strange. Um toxic masculinity a toxic masculinity is not why we didn't see these we didn't see these characters because they weren't necessary to the to wanda's plot is the point and yes i think i i i agree um we you're right we don't we don't need uh, too many too many times there have been super powered women who uh seem to be or are written to be uh unable to harness their power their newly discovered yeah their new literally discovered their newly discovered power and they need help but mm-hmm. instead what you see is like an elsa twist where they are searching they find their power and they step into it and they accept step into it yeah. yeah right that's a good way to put it and i i love it i didn't even realize it was happening until i was told it was <laughs> that's what happened and i'm like you know what you're right i i will say i have a confession during the mm. last episode i did actually make a mental note that she did not need help from anyone to control her powers i was like oh that's that's refreshing <laughs> mm. like i actually did pick up on that that like she never at any point lost control of her powers no I was like, oh. And they didn't even use the whole, like, the vision is not a human man thing to, like, explain why he would help. He just stayed on the ground. He didn't yeah. need to help. If anything. She's got it. Yeah. If anything, he also didn't understand her powers. So he stood and watched it all happen. Because, you know, she's like, oh, he he is a synthesoid that trusts his wife to yeah. do <laughs> to do take care of her own shit. And take care of it, she did. Right. So, uh, again, underneath... Sorry, if we want to go... I don't know if we want to, like, explore fan theories. Because I find they're so 
Some of them are like crazy. I throw them out. Let's see. Okay. Give me, give me what you want to talk about. Mostly, we'll... okay. Mostly, I have two. Why isn't this getting bigger? <laughs> <laughs> now it's disappeared completely. Ah, here we go. Okay, so. I have two headings, Mephisto and a Bigger Evil, and Prophecy in the World Destroyer. So we'll start with Mephisto, since yeah. I've been saying his name from the beginning. But that's just, mm-hmm. like, based on comic knowledge. I just assumed he would show up at some point. I wasn't sure how or why he would show up, but that with the introduction of Agatha would logically come the introduction of Mephisto. Right. It didn't happen. So there are some things that people pointed to that, one, Senior Scratchy is Mephisto. Two, Evan Peters slash Quicksilver is Mephisto. Three, Hayward is Mephisto. Now that the series is over, we know that none of those things were true. Mm-hmm. Because of this episode of Assembled, no, not this episode of Assembled. Um, the, actually, yes, sort of. We, we are told what happens to Darcy and Jimmy and Monica, but it's still not satisfying. Yeah. Um, one, we find out Mephisto isn't existent in this world because of that vanity fair article we now realize that jack schaefer wasn't aware of his existence at all in their storylines mm-hmm. um <laughs> until much later uh and that um in fact um because i know that you had you had mentioned that you were really unsatisfied with how they ended things with jimmy darcy and monica yes. They yeah, were it was. bigger yeah, they're bigger characters who deserve more. So I guess on Kevin Smith's um Fat Man Beyond podcast, mm. the director, the series director, Matt uh, Sha- Shackman, is it Shakeman or Shackman? Shackman. I I yeah, I don't know. Okay. Let's so go he, let's go Shackman. Okay, cool. So he yeah. revealed that Senior Scratchy, um, because we don't know how the Darkhold gets into anyone's possession. Right. But we do know that Senior Scratchy protects it. And apparently there was a scene where Jimmy, Darcy, and Monica fight. And and Ralph. (laughs) And Ralph? And Ralph. Oh, yeah, it would have been Ralph, too. Where they fight Senior Scratchy, who becomes a gigantic demon. Yes. Um, You know what? After they deleted, I'm like, that makes a lot of sense why there was just like this voidness of those characters, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And it's like, why would you scrap that? <laughs> yeah, I don't like they I know they said like, you know, yeah, Senior Scratch, he was going to transform like an uh, American werewolf in London into like this giant demon. What made them change their mind? I wonder. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't know if there was a creative reason, if it was just like flow, like, yeah. you know, but I'm like, why would you get rid of that? Because I agree that really kind of. It just really didn't give us enough punctuation for like the the send off for Darcy or Jimmy or or Monica. Like, you know, yeah. like those characters just left were left hanging. <laughs> yeah. And according to the according I don't know if it's that same interview, um, but also he's gone on record to say that there was at least an episode's worth of footage, so including that footage, that was completely completely scrapped from the series. Cause if mm. we notice there's nine episodes where, you know, a half season um is usually 10 yeah it's like oh okay well 
All right. If it didn't, I guess what they did was like they got rid of a whole episode and they redistributed it where uh, redistributed and kept scenes where they belonged throughout other episodes. And that's why some are longer than others. And then they just got rid of other things for like um, because they just really didn't fit in and then budget and time. Like they would have to yeah. do reshoots and whatever. Because I, I imagine COVID screwed that up too a little bit. Yeah. I think that's what um, kept Darcy away. And then oh, the, okay. Yeah. A lot of people were like, Dr. Strange was supposed to appear, but he was trapped in New Zealand. I was like, you know what? I don't even think Dr. Strange was supposed to be there at all. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, it, I don't think it needed Dr. Strange. Like, um, it certainly didn't need him saving the day. I know that was something that Catherine Hahn talked about in an interview about um, how we expect men to come in, you know, and uh, sometimes either save the day or, you know, be the one pulling the strings, i.e. being in charge. Mm-hmm. No part of me ever thought Dr. Strange needed to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, no. Um, the Mephisto one kind of, I, I like you, where I, I just kind of logically, I was like, well, that makes sense. But at the same time, too, like, we talked about this a lot. The show was really about grief. And at the end of the day, would Mephisto's introduction have complicated that process? <clears throat> you know, so mm-hmm. maybe it's just not the right time to introduce him and like just let Wanda sit with her grief and sit with Agatha bringing her through that process, you know, mm-hmm. both literally and figuratively. Yes. Yeah. So you're right. The, sh- the show is about Wanda. If, if anything, um, that it would have done, it would have confused the plot for me. Uh, it would have dragged it into um, that the territory that, and it's not a bad, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but just this unspoken action, uh, action sci-fi genre that the MCU has kind of put itself into. When it when it starts to feel like that, I sort of sort of lose interest. Part of my mind starts to take the plot less seriously, um, because those movies, in having rewatched them while I was watching WandaVision throughout the last few weeks, they're not that good. <laughs> they're <laughs> they're good. Um, they're like really well produced, like high production value but it's not like they're awesome (laughs) a lot of them don't have that like subtext that mike was talking about last week where you need sci-fi is most effective when it's coupled to some sort of Mm -hmm. theme or you know um some sort of human experience you know and yeah you're right like what are we going to gather from iron man that being really rich is hard like you know it's not <laughs> it's not something that really translates well it doesn't resonate with you but one division does and we know yeah. that talked about that about grief and um same with x-men <laughs> x-men's you know the allegory about discrimination that's yeah. the one thing those movies did get right so i yeah i agree with you like it's it, i lose interest when there's not something weightier keeping mm-hmm. it grounded to earth you know well figuratively in that sense you know something weightier yeah. emotionally Keeping it grounded to Earth. At least Earth 616. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Is there anything? Is I mean, we could talk about the whole prophecy part, too. I, I just thought this was cool. And I didn't realize it until like the, the different um, the different types of prophecy as you see it throughout pop culture. 
Go for it. Help, so, let's talk about the prophecy. Yeah, so I it's it's less of a fan theory and more okay. of a what people were saying about the whole um Wanda will destroy the world if she becomes the Scarlet Witch thing. It gets said it, once it got introduced by Agatha, everyone's like, "Oh no." Like she's a Scarlet Witch. Um she's been named. When you name a witch, they explode. Um Oh. And that's in the, uh, and then it turns out in the next episode, which I've under <laughs> I've put under the heading the T in bold. So <laughs> this prophecy that Ag- Agatha introduces from the Darkhold falls victim to something to its own language or the language of prophecy trope. She won't destroy the world uh, if she becomes a Scarlet Witch. Rather, Wanda will become the Scarlet Witch. When she destroys the world of Westview. Uh, Cute, right? Cleverly Beverly. Very clever. <laughs> right? <laughs> I thought you would like it. So I also, yeah. I, I reached back into my pop culture chest. Ooh. It's, it's a triple D. Um, <laughs> and I pulled out two of the other examples from which I, we've seen this lately. Um, the first one is... Uh, Harry Potter, the one with the power to vanquish the Dark Lord approaches, born to to those who have thrice defied him and born as the seventh month dies. So everyone assumes it's Harry. Mm-hmm. But really, it's Neville. It's Neville Marie Longbottom. Longbottom. The yep. third. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's and it's it's crazy, but um, it's it's the same thing where it's, it's like prophet I, I find it so awesome this whole idea of a prophecy language or the the um the interpretation of prophecy uh so another another one where this one was really this one was really good because i thought i like i cried when i first saw it on television and i know you've been re-watching her but it's buffy season <gasps> season season one one Okay, good. The final episode, right? The final <laughs> yes. episode, Prophecy yes, Girl. Yes, of course. Yeah. Okay, so Buffy will face the. So Giles says Buffy will face the master, and she will die. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because af- right <clears throat> after they cut to commercial, they come back and they're all in the library again, and sh- they deliver like you know typical Joss Whedon script where it's. Uh, serious Giles peppered with funny punny bunny. Buffy right where she's but she ends it with like I'm 16 but I don't want to die I'm 16 like and it's crazy so you think the audience is set up for for um this big fight that you know Buffy like how is Buffy gonna get out of this she can't because it's prophes like it's been it's been prophesied that she will prophesized it's been written in the codex yeah. <laughs> that she will die right so they're like there's no way of getting around it right except she does die just like humans can from she's drowned spoiler mm-hmm. alert i don't even know at this point if the statute of no. limitations on spoilers can even be wrecked at this point since it's 24 years old like, yeah go for it <laughs> yeah it's like if you're listening to this podcast and hearing a Buffy spoiler and getting mad about it, I don't know how to help you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
you get your priorities mixed up. Right. Yeah. So she so she dies, but like any normal human death by drowning, there is the chance that you can be brought back to life by CPR. I mean, just like that. Just yeah. A little bit of compression, get the water out of the lungs, you're good. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so Xander, is it Xander that saves her? Because Angel has, Angel has no, no breath. breath. Oh. Yes, it's Xander. Yeah. So again, another um another TV show, another pop culture reference to the whole like prophecy language thing where it is set in stone. What yeah. the prophecy says does happen, but in addition to other things can happen too. So I the one thing I don't like about the Buffy one though is that it mm. is a little sexist because a man again is saving a woman but it was also 1997 we hope we've come farther buffy actually without getting into too much of a tangent the show Mm -hmm. is a little frustratingly sexist um at times it's again 1997 but xander in particular is pretty problematic with a lot of his dialogue right it bugs me yeah it's very like in one way it's great because you know rewatching things in 2021 you're like okay we've come so far we've had that conversation but yeah xander's kind of a (laughs) sexist punk a little bit you know it's a little microaggressions and things and i'm like and it's nothing against the actor only i i doubt he wrote the lines but i mean it's just like this is we enabled a generation of boys to think that was okay yeah Mm. and we enabled a generation of girls to think boys acting that way was cute yeah that's the thing charisma's all over him uh sorry cordelia but played by charisma carpenter yeah Yeah. and it's like oh no was she experiencing um was she experiencing that abuse this early on like behind the scenes that's crazy to think and i oh my god like again tangent beep beep but like (laughs) um i can't yeah i can't even i i in the in the grand tradition of uncoupling a creator from their property in order to just appreciate the property for what it is i've said good i've said my goodbyes he's in the same yeah he's in the same trash compactor that i stuffed jk rowling in so and brian singer oh gross who like i never really liked to begin with but he made x-men days of future past which was a really good movie but i always like thought he was a gross-looking salamander of a human, anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah. Salamander. But yeah, you're right. All these people that were like, wow, you're kind of a piece of shit. So. And look at that. You are. Oh, speaking of pieces of shit, are we all, we're also not defer- defending Jared Leto anymore. <gasps> what happened to Jer? Jer Bear. It's not what our you do? I, I don't know this story. Oh, um, we'll have to talk more to Joshua Murvell about this, but it it was us talking about like uh, the Snyder cut and how he's going to be in it as the Joker. And it's like, we just we're sick of just sick of him. (laughs) Oh, but he did he do anything offensive? Like, yes, I and I don't want to get it wrong. So I'm just going to quickly tap that out. Okay, we can we can talk about that later. Los search engine. And uh, we'll find it out. Okay. That's a bummer, because he seems like a pretty, like, you know, enlightened, progressive person that, you know... I mean, everybody makes mistakes, like, you know, but I don't know the severity of this situation yet, so I can't really... 
can't really yeah. speak on the matter. Me neither. And I wonder if in my mind... Oh, it's just he ha he just has, like, very poor rock star behavior. So... Oh. Oh, okay. There's a lot of weird ones. He embarrassed a concert goer who didn't know the words to one of his songs by pointing at her and giving her the finger. He allegedly <laughs> asked a woman to blow him and his 17-year-old friend at the time, or and, and his 17-year-old friend at the same time, then acted out the motion in front of her. Ew. He told a fan who had waited for his autograph after a concert to fuck off after <laughs> the fan told him that it was a great show. Ooh, okay, so in his older years, after he matured into his full form, he sent his Suicide Squad co-stars used condoms and anal needs as an attempt to stay in character. I did, you know what? I did hear about that. That's pretty unsavory. That's, that's like infringing on somebody else's comfort zone a little too much. Yeah, he said he was tricked into signing up for Suicide Squad. But only after the bad reviews started pouring in. Yeah. He refers to his fans as the echelon. Not... Oh, no. He prefers to call people who like him the echelon. That's disgusting. That's douchey. Echelon <laughs> is a great word, but that's douchey. You're yeah, right. that's very, like, enlightened California hipster douche that has you know, gone on too many trips with ayahuasca to discover themselves. Yeah, his, uh, his eyeliner, and he's, and, and, like, there's, like, ten photos of him that go along with all of these little posts from Ranker, and it's, like, his eyeliner smoky eye situation rivals Tina Burner's. <laughs> it's, like, dear 1995, <laughs> you left these two for us. Come get Thanks. them, please. <laughs> yeah, we don't want them. Take them back. Yeah. Oh, I cannot with Tina's eyeliner. Um, no. Anyways, um, prophecies. Oh, Wanda yes. Vision. Yes. Okay. So those are <laughs> those are all the prophecies. How do we unbutton un unbutton the tangent button? Unbuzz. We just look unbuzz. Um, yeah. So no, that's, I that's I thought great though. Yeah, I thought that the whole prophecy, the idea of prophecy language. And prophecy interpretation um, mm -hmm. as a vehicle for plot the way like um, the way that time travel is used I thought that was really cool but did they ever explicitly <laughs> uh, maybe this is a silly question but did they ever explicitly say that was like Wanda inadvertently fulfilled the prophecy by destroying her world did they say that or like or was it just we don't know yet no I all I know is that um, in the penultimate episode, Catherine Hahn's character Agatha says, "It's written in the dark hold." What is the exact? She just she says. Um, she says that the Scarlet Witch has the power to do, will. Sorry, the Scarlet Witch will destroy the world. Hmm. Okay, yes. I do remember that. Yeah. She said, you're, okay. you're, uh, you, I know what you are. You're a Scarlet Witch. I'm like, okay. I see that. I, I see how it can be interpreted as you're, uh, the Scarlet Witch will destroy 
the world. Meaning, again, time is not played in that. Uh, time is not explicit in that one tiny prophecy. It doesn't say mm-hmm. when she'll be the Scarlet Witch or if she'll be the Scarlet Witch before she destroys the world. Just that the Scarlet Witch will destroy the world, and not just and not like our Earth world, the yeah. world of hexed Westview. All or open... maybe it'll be a world in Doctor Strange's multiverse. That's what I. That's what I actually at first I interpreted it as because I was like, does this mean that she's like a harbinger of death when it comes mm-hmm. to where she's going next? Maybe she'll destroy the X Men universe. No. Oh. <laughs> <gasps> I felt that but deep. Evan Peters. Deep in my soul. <laughs> That would be such an F you to Fox. That would right? be kind of funny. Whoops. There goes all of New Jersey. Yeah. Mansion what mansion? No one's yeah. there. Oh my. By Westchester. Yeah, that would be hilarious. Okay. So after that, oh, after that, um, was there anything else that you found interesting about this whole world that you wanted to talk about? Um. Not necessarily as it pertains um, to the episode of Assembled. I mean, it, it, it really is us unpacking theories and whatnot. And <clears throat> I mean, I guess the only one we, we kind of touched on earlier in the episode, too, is just we never really found out who Jimmy Woo was looking for. Um, and I hope that leads to something, whether it's Ralph Boner or not. Mm-hmm. That would be cool if, you know, maybe Jimmy Woo was looking for Mr. Fantastic or a runaway X-Man or, you know... That would be cool, but I I do think that was a a plot point that flew under the radar. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would like to see some sort of resolution to that. Um, But I, uh, you know, you definitely touched on the big ones, which was Mephisto, the prophecy one, which I didn't really consider. But yeah, that's that's a really big one, too. I'm trying to think if there's any other theories that we've left out. I, I guess, is there anything we want to speculate about Agatha going forward? I, oh, so that's a good one. Because you kind of see her, now that we've had a little bit of time to think about it, mm-hmm. what we did discuss is that we 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 know that she has been magicked back into her Agnes uh, form. Yes. But it's like, I know Wanda did it with her magic, but technically she destroys the Hex. Right. So she's like, what, I, what, I'm, about to, what I'm about to do can't be undone. It's like, but can't it? You're the Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. If you were to find like Agatha in the future, you could take that ha- you could take whatever it is that you're doing with her mind away. Um, I mean, it looks like the vision can do it. Yeah. Yeah, the- vision can snap people out of out of the um Wanda's spell. So I like I I think I mean, I don't know, even just by the writing, the writing was fairly obvious that they're gonna need like Catherine Hahn says, you're going to need me, you know? So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm assuming some sort of return for Agatha at some point, um, mm-hmm. or you're going to need my help or something. She said something along those lines. So that to me foreshadows that she is coming back in some form. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Cause she's great. Um, but I, yeah, you're right though. Like the semantics behind it, they're, they're going to have to find a way around it. Yeah. I think with Scarlet Witch, I think the rules are because she's so omnipotent. You know, I think they can get away with that and just say like, oh, she found out how to do it. You know, <laughs> it's yeah. willy nilly. So, so I, yeah, I, I think they'll undo it eventually, whether 
who undoes it. I don't know whether it's going to be Vision, whether it's going to be Wanda, whether it's going to be Doctor Strange. Maybe it'll be an alternate universe Wanda, you know, in the multiverse. <clears throat> Someone will undo that and bring Agatha into the fold as hopefully an Avenger going forward mm-hmm. or an ally of the Avenger. That would be cool. Yeah, because, uh, or... Um, or Fantastic Four. Uh, yeah, as we know, she's the, ter- she's the caretaker of Reed Richards. Mm-hmm. Or, excuse me, Franklin. And yes, Franklin. Yeah. He's going to need to know how to, um, one, to discover that he has universe bending power, too, and how to control it. And if he, if Agatha's not going to be uh, Wanda's mentor, as she is in the comics, then maybe she'll mentor a young Franklin Reed Richards. Franklin mm-hmm. Richards. I keep getting the name wrong. All these Anglo names. Um, yeah, so... I I think she'll just magic herself out of it because she Possibly. seemed her power seemed not matched, but like pretty, pretty damn potent. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. She's she has to come back in some form. She's she's dope. <laughs> mm-hmm. Give me one like, sec. Yeah. Give me one second. I have okay. to let the cat out of my room. Oh, dear. Yeah, she's causing a fuss. She's, we've we've awoken awoken the beast with our from her slumber with our excitable banter (laughs) she's like look i dealt with the loss of the show now you must too yeah (laughs) you must deal with the loss of me yeah honestly what better way to deal with the loss of the show than by pouring three of the world's most attractive men into disney plus can we when just... they say you can't get to get it over someone, you have to get under someone else. And that's what we're doing. Yep. I'm just going to make myself a big old Baron Zemo blanket. Ooh. Snuggle up. Sorry. I just, yeah. there's something about Daniel Bruhl that is just so wonderful. Yeah, I... And a large part of me is comforted by his talent. Just is an enormous yeah. talent. <laughs> Yeah, he's a. Uh, there is something about his air though that I, I agree with you. I'm like, ooh, like it's. I don't know if it's the the European or if it's just coupled with the talent or like. I feel like he's probably a really smart guy. Like, there's a lot going on there that I'm like, I get it. Yeah. I get the appeal. It's like, what boxes does he check? Does he appear to one know how to cook? <laughs> Two, yeah, <laughs> brunette. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> three, chilling. But comforting accent. Mm-hmm. Four. Male. Talent. Yeah. Male. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Male. Yeah. yeah. I'm. I'm a cursed cis straight woman. But. In I, rural Ontario. In rural Ontario, right? You can't get more. Um, you can't get more. <sighs> boring. I was gonna say normal. I was like, no, no, no boring than that um Mm -hmm. but the only good way to temper that is by being able to gawk and talk about attractive men on television Mm -hmm. the unattainables if you will (laughs) yeah and it's it's less it's less invasive and creepy when they're (laughs) that far out of our reach (laughs) yeah i mean the last time oh god the last time i talked about um somebody in that way we did a show called uh, ladies, comma, they talk, 
about mm-hmm. and then dot 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 and then we did uh we did green arrow and then the next we shared it with him <laughs> oh did you and then i had to see it well i had to make eye contact with him on the red carpet no and i feel like he knew <laughs> no way when did you see him at the canadian screen awards I really? was in the I was in the shark pit um, photographing the event for a local Canadian film website. It was like so specifically it was called the Canadian Film Review. And uh, mm-hmm. there he was with his wife, Sarah, not looking me well, in the eyeballs. <laughs> but I was full talking about him climbing that Jacob's ladder with the shirt off. Like we were we were just being like the idea was that we were being we're trying to talk about men the way we are talked about. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and we got a little disgusting. Like it made me uncomfortable sometimes and we had to like stop recording, but we did it. Yeah. <laughs> Can't take it back now. <laughs> no. <laughs> I remember my sister, my twin sister was there for the filming and she said something like just off camera while we weren't rolling. She's like, oh, he just is so attractive. I just want to like don't you just want to make him like a nutrient rich breakfast? <laughs> well, you like, got to feed those muscles, right? Right. It's, it's, it's doing him a favor. So many favors. So many yeah. favors. Just using, you know, just using almond flour to make it keto, mm-hmm. more protein <clears throat> fiber. But anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. So I had to, <laughs> I had to yell because the way that you get their attention to get them to look at your lens is you yell their name as loud as possible. Right. So I'm sitting in the in the pit yelling, Steven, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That poor man. <laughs> yeah. I got it. I got it, though. It's good. Um, And he just had this look on his face the whole time, like. You're G.I. Joe Lee. <laughs> I watched. Like, I, like we ad tweeted him. We shared it. I sent it to the inbox of his official, like, Facebook page. Oh, my gosh. He got it. Like. Yeah. <laughs> not that yeah. he cared. But he it, when that, that was at the time when he, when he was, like, active on Facebook. He was going live, like, every Thursday and Tuesday while they were filming Arrow. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he was on top of his DMs for sure. Oh, I, I mean, I'm for not sure. sorry that I I'm not sorry that I did it. I am, however, regretful that we didn't preface it with um with our like intentions. Fair. Yeah. yeah. I we mean, maybe maybe yeah. he was bright enough to pick up on that, though. Just he's like, well, men talk about women this way, you know? Yeah. So maybe he, maybe who knows how much he listened to yeah. it maybe he got so appalled he turned it off yeah. i don't know <laughs> but i'll have the audience know that we are full on talking about falcon and the winter soldier mm-hmm. no holds barred <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> no i can't are we, gonna, are we gonna rank their hotness every episode is that what you want to do uh i sure <laughs> I'm not opposed to it. Also, we could do a butt tally. We do a butt tally on Spidercast. Oh. We could do a butt tally. Um, or butt of the week. Yeah, butt of the week. Butt of the week. Yeah. Oh, because some of those military combat uniforms are tight. 
some of those boys fill that out just right. Yeah, they all have what yeah. I like to call hockey ass. Yeah. Those very sporty round ones. I don't know how they get so round. I was like, are they also cyclists? I don't know. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't like, um, <laughs> anyway, if we're not talking about the looks, the looks. Um, the looks. I don't actually know what the show is going to be about. I know that there's so they're setting up three villains in true. They're getting back to like the whole Marvel Avengers roots of it all. And they're giving us a storyline that's more action driven. And there's supposed to be three villains. We bought three mm-hmm. Baron Zemo. Flag smashers. What? The flag smashers, right? That's the organization that's anti um, patriotic. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. I, excuse me, I had forgotten their name up until now. Um, let's see. Oh, I just had this open. Wait, what is it? Falcon Flag Smashers? Falcon oh, Falcon of Winter Soldier. Soldier. <laughs> it's a mouthful. I mean, it's, it is a long name. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay, let's see. Alrighty, so. Do, 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 do. Apparently there was some kind of teaser that I missed, uh, but that's okay because I don't like to be on social media. This is an anomaly, this whole uh, podcast thing. And I only, I'm honestly surprised that um, we agreed to a whole video one. Ooh, the lighting <laughs> is so diffused and, and 40s of you. I have windows everywhere in this new place. It's it's quite nice, actually. My yeah. plants are loving it. They're finally coming back to life. Ooh. Did they not yeah. like the old place? No, not the... the mm-hmm. I called it the rat crap palace that we used to live in. It was it only had, like, a few windows. It was it was tough to grow 15 plants. Oh, shoot. <laughs> what, who's your favorite back there? Um, Probably the lavender tree, um, <gasps> although it struggles the most. You can see it in the silhouette of the window. It looks like branching out oh i was gonna say is that a lavender it is it's a lavender tree but they're (laughs) they're tough to they're tough to maintain for whatever reason they really need their light Ah. i found but anyways yeah um did we did we oh did you find the name of the villains was that what you're looking for i there was a photo but so i don't know who the the last one was oh sorry so the flag smashers are the ones that had the black masks, the handprints on them. That they look like um, they look like the Nas. No, they don't look like Nas. What are the what are the soldiers? The monster soldiers in Lord of the Rings. Oh, I have the. I don't remember, but I know what you're talking about. So yeah, they look like them, but with like a red Baron Zemo. Oh, and then there was a picture of Captain America, but young, like. Not Chris Evans. Mm, it was like a rendering. So it's like someone had leaked a rendering, but like, I wonder if it's Hydra Captain America. Oh, like a fake Captain America? Yeah. Like, yeah, like an imposter. Yeah, because I don't know if you were familiar with what happened um, with the whole like Captain America thing, but like it caused Americans to abandon Cap. Because it turned out that the whole, they had revealed that Captain America, and they wanted to make this canon, or that it was canon, that Captain America, this whole time, was a, a Hydra 
soldier, an agent <gasps> of Hydra. Oh no, I did not know this. Yeah. I'm not very up on my Captain America. Well, that's okay, because the whole world exploded when that happened. Oh my goodness. And then and then um once they got their shit together. <laughs> come on, girls. Um yeah. <laughs> they were like, well, maybe this one's a scroll. Oh, that would make sense. Because there's scrolls coming in, right? Into yes. our world with Captain yep. Marvel and Monica Rambo. Um th- mm-hmm. that's fine. That's fine. I'm into it. But uh I don't know if that's how they're writing that. I hope that's how they're writing it. To be honest, at that point in comics is when I kind of checked out because I was like, I had had it, sis. And I was like, speaking of scroll, I was thinking this the other day because this is going to happen. Like, there's no way they're not going to do this because Mm -hmm. they can't resist it. At what point are they going to reveal an insane twist where a character we've known from like the beginning of the MCU has been a scroll all along. Ooh. I feel like it's I feel like it's gonna happen eventually. Like Black someone Widow. has to what's that? Black Widow. <gasps> oh, that would make sense. It's fine, she's dead. Yeah. Oh, that's that's it. She's dead. But she's not dead because the one that died was a scroll. Yeah, yeah, that we might have cracked it. <gasps> yeah. But I, I Yeah, like it could be Black Widow. It could be Black Widow. Who else? Somebody, though. I'm telling you. Somebody that is... It's going to be a big twist that one of these Avengers will end up have be, having been a squirrel the entire time. It has to happen. Mm-hmm. Did you read the Secret War? Uh, the story of Secret... Is it Secret Identity? Wait. I thought it was Invasion. Secret Invasion. That's it. The the one that just <clears> happened <throat> with the squirrels. Did you read that? I didn't read it, no. Okay. Because um, I'm trying to remember who turned out to be a squirrel. Ooh. But I, it's it's just such a fun storytelling mechanic that they're they're gonna do it. Like mm-hmm. any big studio would do that. It's just a great twist. Oh yeah, I oh, I'm so ready for it. If they do, I just I'm I'm ready for scrolls mm-hmm. to shake things. I'm ready for scrolls, and I'm ready for Rogue. Yeah, to get her power from well from Captain Marvel, but you know Captain Marvel is scroll originated. I think right. Yes. Yeah. Can't remember what I'm they, ready for that. Well, I can't remember what they were calling them in Captain Marvel, because honestly, Kree? no. Oh yeah, Not Kree. The, yes, the Kree. Was it yeah. okay? Because yeah. I remember reading during that same period about the Kree Skrull War, and I was like, "Ooh, this is how they're going to bring them in," because mm-hmm. I believe that the friends that we see, the people that they were saving, they're Kree. Okay. Okay. And, okay. Cool. But yeah, so. You know, I guess that's it. I mean, thank you for chilling with us. For... That was more of a chill sesh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it felt good to just chat out. Just talk it out. Hopes and dreams. Evan Peters. I was honestly surprised that we didn't do a little more um, Evan Peters diving. but Oh, just you wait. I have, a, I have a great idea for a cold open for our next podcast together. Okay. <laughs> Evan, Evan's coming back in, a, in an unexpected way. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, thank you for joining us, uh, even though mm-hmm. we were a little less formal. We're never formal. Who am I kidding? Um, thank you for joining us on today's full volume podcast. I have been your host, G.I. Jolie. And I'm Harvey Brent. Yes. And you can write us at fullvolumepod at gmail.com. 
I haven't checked the Gmail, so if you have written us, I'm sorry. I should check it. Um, I've been really busy at the store. Um, and, and COVID is crazy. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, and daylight see. savings happened. Fuck that. Yeah. Can we just not do it? Like, there are countries. I, hate it. I hear North America is the only country that does it. Thailand doesn't do it. My best friend lives in Thailand and she's like half of the year. I'm 11 hours behind or ahead of you guys. Half of the year. I'm 12 hours ahead of you guys. And I was like, that's annoying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not for her, luckily. So obviously yeah. we know that like it doesn't actually affect anything. We should just. It's it's for seasonal. I mean, yeah, it's for the fact that winter gives us less daylight. But mm. I mean, I don't think like Sweden does it. And Sweden has to worry about this more than we do. Like they're way up there. Yeah. And, they, but yeah. They they don't they don't have to worry about a lot of things, including COVID. Is it yeah. Sweden? Or were they the <laughs> were they of the hive mind that they would just adopt herd immunity? I think that was Switzerland, but I also remember being kinda surprised that Sweden wasn't more on top of it either. But oh, okay. like they're also like such a small population. They're like ten million people. Sweden's small. Mm handle so. handleable they're like less and than toronto they have dope health care they have really good health care yeah okay so you can find us on instagram facebook uh and twitter under at comic syndicate hashtag full volume pod uh you can catch up on this and all episodes of all of our other great podcasts and video content at www.comicbooksyndicate.com um yeah until next hope you guys enjoyed WandaVision yeah uh, and yeah we hope you enjoy Falcon and the Winter Soldier as much as we'll enjoy talking about it so join us next week same time Sunday sometime on Sunday mm-hmm. we'll upload it uh, for your listening pleasure and as always just for now keep it loud keep it full volume keep it full volume